So for Voltorb, they tell me it's based on, and according to a lot of research, like it's probably a light an electrical type because it's based off of a uh, ball lightning. And I think no, it's pr if it was going to be any particular type, I think it would be called Dungeons and Dragons type because that's straight up a mimic. Oh, hey, it's a Voltorb. Nope, it's not a Pokeball. It's a mimic, and they're talking about mimics. Here we have D and <laughs> I've literally never made that connection. Which is funny because they actually have an even more aggressive mimic in the newer games. Literally has like a pokeball for a tongue, and it's like a bear trap. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Leo, the Geek Scorpio, wanting to introduce you to a continuation of the podcast episode some of the real-world pop culture myths, legends, and references we find in Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and Green. These episodes are going to be longer than normal, so we will be breaking them up to make them easier to listen to. If you have missed us talking about some of your favorite Pokemon, check out a past episode. But for now, we continue on towards Cerulean City and the podcast already in progress. Now that we've finished sort of talking about all of Gyarados and Legendaries, at least for right now. Let's move on to Cerulean City. Land of Misty. The Land of Misty. Yay. And so many water Pokemon you get to see. I don't know. I can't remember if you can actually catch the water Pokemon in this area. Not that early on, unless you get a fishing rod. Mm -hmm. That's what I was trying to remember. I don't even know. Because well, you can use the fishing rod in anywhere in that place and you can still get. Because there's still Pokemon that you can catch in that city though right yep uh you can catch the water pokemon one of two ways you either get a fishing rod uh which you wouldn't get until you have reached later in the game all right so as far as the water pokemon that you can get into this area there's a few of them that you can actually catch with a fishing rod um so with that there's things like a goldine which i think is just a goldfish right the name is yeah i think it's Probably closer to a koi fish? No, actually, it's definitely a lot more koi, especially when it turns into a evolves into sea king as well. Yeah, sea king. I'm, try I'm trying to pull up its, like, other names, because sometimes they give little hints on... I just love Goldeen in Smash Bros, because it does nothing. It just flops around. And it's not until later that they replace it with Magikarp to do this. And the same thing. <laughs> Magikarp, Magikarp. As far as that one, uh, there's also one of my favorite ones, which I always think is weird, is Psyduck. But Psyduck's super cute, right? Poor Psyduck just constantly gets a headache. But the part I never understood, so Psyduck is a duck, gets bad headaches, psychic type, switches to gold duck, looks like a badass ninja. It was able to finally tolerate his headaches long enough to just deal with it. Now it's just pissed at all times. No, no, what happened is his referral came through, so he was able to go to a neurologist for his headaches, and then he was able to get some nice sleep, so then he went to therapy, and then he was able to have a full life. When Psyduck evolves, Psyduck takes the hard way in. It's his reward for personal growth. Technically, you don't get the old rod until Vermilion, though. But actually, not to mention, um, with the rods, there are also different tiers of rods that do give you different Pokemon throughout the game. Another way you could get water Pokemon is by surfing up and down in, in the water itself. But I think you still get a, the, the same types of Pokemon in the in Cerulean City. But mm -hmm. uh, looks like with the old rod, you're only limited to match cards, but good right because the Goldines and also Poliwags. Mm -hmm. Oh no, it's easier to catch, to catch better fish with a better rod. And, and giant tadpoles. Oh yeah, 
Polywag and Polywhirl, and I think there's another Pol- Poly... Polywrath. Polywrath. Actually, what I love is that there's an actual, like, types of frogs and polytepitoids that do have that giant spiral on their body, and they're actually translucent, so you could see through them and just see a giant spiral going on. Why isn't Polywhirl a fighting type? It's got boxing gloves and everything. You know, it's something I've always wondered, too, just like, like, is there some, is there like a frog martial arts or type of fighting out there? Oh, wait, what if it's a reference of just like, <clears throat> like bullfrogs, how they just square up to one another? Yeah, bullfrogs will square up. That's what they do. Like, no, bullfrogs are essentially just like the sumo wrestlers of nature, where you just get down as low as possible and then just jump at each other. <laughs> just slap each other on lily pads. Okay, so that frog is called a glass frog, it looks like? Yes, looks like, let me see. Which, going from a tadpole to go for, to another, is very much a frog-like uh, metamorphosis. Going through that, their evolution change. So I think at this point you have to go up to the sea cottage. That's at, so we're up Route Twenty Four and Route Twenty Five. If nothing else, we'll just knock those two routes out of the way. The sea cottage at the old man of the sea in the back of the corner. That that's not a that's not a trope. That's just what happens. Someone usually lives in an old sea cottage next to a lighthouse. Or in the lighthouse, man. Yeah. Or in the lighthouse. Uh, let's see. You're on your way there, though. You could bump into an oddish. Yay. Which the... It's a plant. Just a plant. I think it looks like a rabbit. Uh, radish? Radish. Just a straight radish. I'm waiting for that moment where they're like, oh man, we're running out of Pokemon designs. Uh, let's do one on a carrot. Let's do one on a cabbage. They just start picking... What is this, Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> I mean, I'd be down for that. I'd be down for a carrot Pokemon. Yeah, nothing too special about Oddish. Um, I could find outside of it looks like a radish. Oh, but, oh, hang on. The Oddish is apparently supposed to be based originally around the, um, the Mandrake oh. uh, plant. Where the Mandrake plant is a mythical plant that if you pull it up, it screams at you. Yeah, and it'll kill you. The cry of a Mandrake will kill you. Oh my god, like those freaking little baby plants from Harry Potter. Those are called the Mandrakes. <laughs> those, are the, those are the ones. However... You gotta pull it up from the... Oh, uh, so some people even think that it's supposed to be based upon general uh, vegetables in, ge- in general, because it looks like an onion as well. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's the first grass type we get outside of Bulbasaur. Is it? Yeah. Oh, jeez. pretty big. Yeah, I think it, it's all been normal and flying up to this point. Ground. So now we're finally hitting that point in Pokemon where it's like, we're done with the normal stuff. Time to get to some more interesting elemental animals and plants. An Oddish turns into a Gloom, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And a plume. Yep. And then to Vileplume, but that mushrooms. We can get more details on that later. Actually, uh, around this route, because we're going up above on Cerulean's... Right, well, we'll talk about the revolutions if we pop up like this, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it looks like around uh, that same route is actually where you can also get Abra. <laughs> this is like your first Psychic type, too. Mm-hmm. Which, and I, Jesus Christ, when Psychic first came out, it was stupid overpowered. Yeah, but there were so few that could stop the Psychic type. Well, I think it was... Oh no, the only way I could stop this was with another Psychic. Wait. Ghost. <laughs> no, no. Well, actually, no. Here, here's, a, here's a whole thing on that, especially with uh, the... Because I've actually seen one video, so just like, you know, the timeline of Psychics going throughout... It's like the number one problem with them 
being OP is that the ones that were supposed to be strong against them were damn near useless. <laughs> because there was the ghost type, where the only ghost type line was also a poison type that's weak against psychic. So, essentially, you're fighting with the glass can, and then, the f I'm sorry, like, bugs type Pokemon really just got the short straw for a long time. Yeah. Well, psychic is weak against psychic. Oh, God, yes. Because essentially, mm -hmm. just like you, you could never have the advantage over like psychic type. You can only get even, and that's only with another psychic yeah. type. Yeah, bug type. Yeah, no, bug types, they were squishy. Their moves were awful. And unless they were, unless it was like um, another mm. type, such as like Butterfree, which is a poison bug type. I remember trying to defeat, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it when we get to Saffron City, but mm -hmm. trying to go against Sabrina was really rough for that reason. And not to mention that like a lot of the types that, especially nowadays, that are supposed to be strong or resist against psychic didn't even exist back then. Mm -hmm. But we can definitely get more into that in Gen 2. And how psychic was so stupid overpowered, not only did they need one new type, but two new to say... A few psychic types. <laughs> now, speaking of which, with Ab with Kadabra and uh, and uh, Alakazam, uh, the evolutions they've always are drawn with spoons because there's this thing that uh, with psychics that a person with a psychic energy should be able to. Uh, it's a, a big thing that a lot of psychic shammers would do. They would bend spoons with their mind. Apparently, if you could, however, if you can just get an old enough spoon, you could technically do it by looking at it weird. One thing I would like to mention as well, uh, in addition to psychic types, there are some Pokemon that can learn psychic moves that aren't psychic types themselves. Oh, yeah. Or, 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 they're, or they're half psychic, so like Slowpoke. Oh, yeah, the, the great things and discovery that mm -hmm. is dual types, which could be really fantastic. Or it could give the consequence of being four type, uh, four type weak to something. Mm -hmm. And that's if you could even find enough psychic Pokemon by that point, um, which at that point you most likely would have an um, a Kadabra from the Abra that you caught in Sumerian yeah. City. That's, that's if you can, because they teleport, because that's the only move they know. <laughs> Actually, that's true. And how? And you know what? You know what? Like Krabby, and especially when it evolves into Kankler, became quite. A showstopper uh, throughout the anime for Ash, so just oh. for Krabby. If you're wondering if there's anything fancy about a Krabby, there isn't. It's just a crab. You, hey now, Vice Grip is amazing. <laughs> In an episode that's not even aired, I think it's even a love and more. Just like throughout watching anime in America, it's always confusing because like one day you just just like, well, I mean, like Ash, you're not really enough of a trainer because most of your Pokemon are Taurus from the Safari Zone. You're just sitting there like, wait, when do we go to the Safari Zone? And then when you finally figure out why, just like apparently uh, way back when, uh, people were not fond of people of adults pulling guns on children, and that's why we didn't see a certain episode of Ash going to the Safari Zone. Also, I think it bears worth noting that Ash did catch. 50 Tauros, though. So, like... <laughs> like, dude... Dude caught a fuck ton of Taurus. I almost feel like Ash is, per, is supposed <laughs> to be the underdog. For more than one reason, because... In Pokemon Yellow, your Pikachu is the weakest Pikachu ever. 
And then he does. He gets a Krabby. And then you're like, why? No wonder he put him in the computer after a while. Because Krabby by it himself is not a very strong Pokemon. Okay, so we're getting it yellow. It's going to be based on the uh, a lot more on the anime. Okay, what about Pikachu? No, no, he, he's got to go to the ground. I will say his Pikachu is the strongest Pokemon ever, bar none. <laughs> Pika Pika? Like he's a monster. It's like, you know what, very you know what buddy, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe we can't give you a chance and, and actually we'll go through this. Pika! And it's like, no, 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 no. Ash, do not fall for this stupid, adorable face of your Pikachu right now. We all know Pikachu sucks, and I'm still not going to hold over the fact that he got his ass kicked by a rookie trainer Snivy at Gen 5. Literally, a dude with his first Pokemon as a Snivy, and Pikachu got his ass handed to him. Well, they didn't. They decided not to transfer that into the yellow version game. No. <laughs> no. It was a damn near even match. <laughs> oh, man. And it's like, yep. Yeah. I was going to say it's like, but then you don't have the heart to, I don't even think you can, but there was a time where going to fight the Elite Four and I'm like, Pikachu, you're a level 36, bro. I, I can't have you on the team. Everyone else is like level 60. I'm just gonna have to put you in the PC. I'll put you in the PC. No, no. no. Like, yeah, I think Neither. I don't think. Yeah, I think it just you can't. You can't. I, I will say, Red also has a Pikachu that hasn't evolved, so that's not odd in and of itself. But, but Red is also one hell of a trainer. Hey, hey, hey! Just so you, I mean, wait a minute. Isn't Grass weak against Electric, or is it the other way around? I mean, he's he's still lost to an up and comer. Oh my gosh. Well then. Alright, got nothing. Well, we'll get to that in Gen 2. Not weird at all. Um, now, the evolution of Krabby is kind of based on an actual crab called the King Crab, which is why Krabby has a little crown on the top of it. Not Krabby. Um, Kingler has a, has a little crown. This is a King Crab. Isn't there, isn't there a Pokedex entry that talks about how delicious Kingler legs are? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yes. Especially when you start going through the actual data entrance, you start realizing, where do they keep keeping all the food supply if there's no extra en- Oh. It's like, yeah, it's the same as real life. People, Some people have pet crabs. Some people like Cajun. <laughs> oh, actually, I think one thing that, uh, when I'm checking out some of Krabby's and Kingra's stuff, is also a nice thing, which is a uh, how some Pokemon actually have signature moves that exist because they exist. So with the Krabby and Kingler line, it's the reason that we currently have the move Crab Hammer nowadays. But that's what I used to eat crabs. <laughs> is a Crab Hammer. Like, yes, but this Crab Hammer is a water-type move that's just like, you know what, take that big old claw of yours and just smash the hell out of them, and it will always be a water-type move. Now, there's a Getting a little away from the water in this area, there you can still get a bell sprout, which I think the bell sprout is actually based on the Venus flytrap. No. no, no, it's not. Oh, actually, oh, is it? A, it's a different plant, though, right? No, actually, um, this one is interesting because turns out there actually is a plant that looks like vitribo, where it causes like a liquid pheromone that comes out, but uh, unlike the Venus flytrap, how it eats a bug because it's also a carnivorous mm-hmm. plant is that it uses the pheromones to just, like, kind of get them a woozy and make them pass out and then drown into their stuff and just absorb them, like, acidically. Right. That type of plant... 
it is rancid. That type of plant is one where basically, uh, the way he we is stomach acids are in the, the, the bell part of that of that flower. I do know this is one that gave you a bit of nightmare fuel without having to deal with. It, is the is that crazy uh victorable? It goes just like oh my god, it's just so adorable. It's like oh hey, and then Volskin is like hoi, and like oh. Hey! It goes downhill. So I'm told I have to hang out with you today. Uh huh. Cool. You shower. You showered, right? What's a shower? <laughs> oh crap! In the Comic Con again. I feel like Bellsprout's pretty cute, but its evolution's less so. And I think at that point, you—that's when you have to deal with Misty, the gym leader, at this point. Or actually, it should take. Two big notes that I realized we just kind of skipped on. Outside of uh, most of the gym leaders, you are you have to beat the gym leaders to get to the end of the game, but you don't have to beat the gym leaders in any particular order. So if you really want to, you could power level a bunch of, of uh, Pokemon, get to the, about the end of the game, go back, and just whip, uh, whip tail on every single uh, gym leader. So after we meet the old man, we go back to Cerulean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and certain HMs do help you have to go through on stuff. So unfortunately, that's not technically true because the gym leaders give you access to the HMs. Right, and you need and those you need... to get Correct. forward. Oh, so I do want to go back to the whole Bellspot for Sparrow. I did finally find the um, plant that it's, uh, about, uh, that it's referencing. It's one called a pitcher plant. And if you actually Google pitcher plant, you'll... See, that's a that's a straight victory bell. That is a straight victory bell for it. So yeah, you go up against Misty, and I don't even think there's anything special about Misty actually at this time. Like, she gets a whole lot more hype in the anime and such. But when you play her the game against her in the first game, eh, she's like another swimmer inside this giant swimming pool. Yeah, unless you picked Char- Charmander, the best starter. In which case, you're you know royal. Then it's owned. pain. Well, that's technically the difficulty mode in the game. I mean, fire picking the fire type is hard mode. Rock. Well, it's like it's weak to water and it's virtually ineffective to rock. So it is hard mode. But doesn't oh gosh, doesn't Charmander learn Leer early on? So it goes like scratch and Leer. Uh, I think it starts. Oh yeah. um, Yeah. So you do scratch and Leer, and then you level it up until it knows Ember, and then what you can do is Leer forever at all the rock Pokemon and then you can Ember and then it whittles them down that way. Still hard mode. <laughs> well, that's why it's hard mode. <laughs> exactly. Typically... Like 7-year-old like me was I, like, I, I, no, Ember only. Why is it doing nothing? Yeah. I'm screwed. Yeah, scratch an Ember. If it doesn't do damage, what's the point in even using it? <laughs> Defense curl! <laughs> I will say this though: that's where Pidgey and uh, and the the Pidgey and the Caterpie lines came in clutch for me was uh, at Brock. Metapod, use Harden. Po- poison that Geodude. Are you going to take that Metapod? Use Harden. It's like Misty can't beat my Pokemon if they're too durable to beat. But yeah, outside of Misty being, I can't find anything on Misty being a reference to anyone or even a hilarious pun. It's just Brock has rock in it. And then Th- Misty has the word mist in it, yeah. which is water. Mist uh, and water. That's something that happens if I have a... Uh, it's like, finally, it's like, we're not allowed to get a gym badge till we yeah. understand the name pun. Water. Okay, we found something. Sweet, we could 
We could leave this place now. <laughs> Giovanni checks out. I guess he's a ground type, type leader, isn't he? Hold on, what, what's up with this technical? Uh, he's we'll a get to him ground type. Enough. By the time you get to like his gym, gym, I think because yeah. the, like he uses hmm? doesn't he have an Arcanine or am I crazy? Yeah. No, that was that was just like someone using Abbott, but like when it comes to actual gym battle in that. We're talking, it was no. the Needle Queen, Needle Kings, Rhyhorns, and Rhydons. And I think, like, the only exception was, like, maybe a Persian, but that's because of the whole, like, anime pun, but I don't think that happens until Yellow. No, you're right. So, I think in the so game... Now I'm curious. Yeah, and I'm looking it up right now. So, in the game, he... He has a Doug Trio, a Persian, a Nitto Queen, a Nitto King, and a Rhydon. So, he is normal ground. He is normal ground, yeah. I guess technically he's the first dual type gym. Yep. I mean, I will now, say. I see, just like I, I feel. Like, the Persian's just straight normal yeah, type. Persian's just for the whole thing because he's a mafia boss. It's like if, if it wasn't for like that whole Persian thing, he would just be a straight ground type. But because of the whole like, what about Doug Trio? Doug Trio's a ground type. Is that ground That's type? Because of the triple moles. Yep. Hmm. Okay. How about uh, Nitto King and Nitto Queen? They're poison type. Poison ground. Poison, ground. Poison ground types. True. Yep. Ground. Okay. You got me. There's like a whole lot of dual types. Yeah. But it's like, but that's the thing with dual types. Just like you can have a whole thing of just like essentially every other type, but as long as you have that one type in common, they're good. I do think it's a little bit funny that to be a gym leader, you either have to have some sort of element relation in your name or not at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got like, you know, Lieutenant Surge, Misty, Brock, and then you've got Erica. Hey Erica. <laughs> hey Erica. It's just, it's just Erica. She's hanging out. You got Giovanni. I mean, yeah. you had Blaine. Was his name Blaine or Blair? Blaine. Blaine. Like Blaine. With his magmar of doom. <laughs> Could have called him Blaze. Nope. Nope. Blaine. Nope. Just Blaine. But you're right. Yeah, it's like either you either have to have a pun. I think the I think Game Freak just oh, no. ran out. The, no, yeah. No. yeah. Actually, actually, the thing is. Uh, I blame the amount of PokeTubers I've watched, but it's... So, Erica is actually a category of plants called Ericaces. Wow, that's a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's straight what GameFix is all about. It will find that whole stretch. Just like, listen, we will take this one normal name and find a pun out of it. I don't care how many Latin terms, research, different languages we have to go through. We will do it. All right. I think after Cerulean City, though, um, and then there's uh, Jinx is the only other one I can think of, but I think you just bump into Jinx. You don't actually, you can't catch him there. Or can you? I forget how that Jinx is. In the, in the Cerulean Caves? Uh, no. In the Cerulean Caves, you get a whole mess. But we're skipping the Cerulean Cave uh, towards the end there. Because okay. um, we're not champions. So at this point, I think you have to go down Route 9. To get to the rock tunnel and then to the lavender town, right? I believe that's correct. Uh, no. Uh, aren't we going down to Vermilion City? Um, so from uh, uh, Cerulean City, you can go to either Sephron City or Lavender Town, as far as the map goes. Oh yeah, Lavender Town is technically next, I think. Yeah. No, 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 no. So the thing is, there is a whole like access thing because in order to get to there, there's cut. And you don't get cut until you get the Thunder Badge from Lieutenant Surge. Because that becomes a whole thing when traveling around. Right. Yeah, because the thing is, like, in this, there's a whole access. Because you don't get any access to, like, Saffron until you're, like, like 
five gym badges deep. Yeah, so you would have to go to the Lavender Town. To- yeah, because there was like a there's this whole thing on it where in order to get to Saffron, it's like every sort of like person guarding the way of it was just like they're saying wouldn't let you pass, but not just some dumb suit. So you had to yes, no, remember not. You had to find the water that they give you in um, Erica's gym city, whatever name that one is. And then from there, you give it to the one guy, and he's like, I'm going to share with all the other guards. And then he does that, and then that gives you access to Saffron. Okay, so, in that case... Rod 9's got Ekans. Yeah. It's Snake backwards. Nailed it! It evolves into Arbok. Cobra. Cobra! Kind of. Which is Cobra spelled backwards. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah crazy, right? No. Everything no. you know is a lie. Alright, yeah. After that, uh, yeah, those are the only real new ones you get from there. I forget if you could go to the power plant right now or not. No, you can't go to the power plant because you need surf in order to get access to that one. Okay. We have to go through the rock tunnel to get to Lavender Town, Soldan City. Mm. Rock Town. But Rock Town is where you can actually start picking up Geodudes. It's a Geode. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Uh, but not to, not to mention, uh, that's also one of the few ta- first times where if you don't have the HM, I think it's Flash. Flash. You're... Yeah, you're essentially just going to start walking oh my around gosh. in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> I somehow, with seven-year-old me, somehow managed Dang. to get through that rock tunnel without needing Flash. You know, That's wild. And I, at, at some point, I actually did just full-on forget where Flash even was because I got so used to going through the rock tunnel just blind. Just like, listen, I'm doing, I'm going through this rock tunnel by sound right now. I really enjoyed not doing yeah, that. I also enjoyed not doing <laughs> that. I still did it. I'm not proud of it. And he, and the only reason I did is because I used to play, like, a bunch of, like, those old, old DOS game um, RPGs where you have to navigate with and write down your own map because you can't figure because they don't give you a map in the game. You end up figuring out how to get through that. So at least half of us here at GTP who has played red, blue, green, and yellow has managed to navigate a blind rock tunnel in the dark. I use the HM like a freaking sane person. Yeah. Uh, this is the first place we get Machop too, right? And and Onyx, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. This is where we get Onyx, um, but we talked about Onyx earlier with the with the Rock State. However, yeah, Machop, yeah. Machop is a whole different new Love game Machop. Game. Getting the sweet addition of the fighting types. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Besides Mankeys now. Besides True. But Chop just fights. That's what Machops do. Yeah. Breaking rocks in the rock cave. Yeah. And a... fighting Geodudes with bare hands. Yeah. He's gonna get get swole. Actually, they're knuckle boxing and onyx, yeah. you know. Then Machok goes up to Machoke. Yeah, comes with its own Machoke. I love because it comes with its own belt. Its own lifting belt. Its own lifting belt. Its own. Uh, no, I think it's a, just a championship belt. A championship belt. Yeah, champion belt. All right. What's What's odd? Technically, that's just a part of it. It's not actually yeah. a belt. Yep. I mean, the brief. If that, whenever I mean, it ever evolves and gets a spoon out of nowhere. So it's just like you know, people. Some some Pokemon evolve just like I need. I need to remind them that like I'm like me, but better. To me, it's just like oh, I'm gonna put this together real quick, mid evolution, and there. well, don't forget that Machoke then becomes Nibble Snarf. <laughs> I don't. I don't get that. I don't get that joke because he's a champ. Ah, yeah, he just got the belt. Mm-hmm. It's an inside joke for gaming theater, guys, and not everyone inside knows it. It's an inside joke for gaming theater, except for those who are in gaming theater who don't know the joke. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I expected Jay to say something. Yeah, well, yeah. you know. 
I wasn't sure like how often Nibbles gets in, involved with these. You're like nursing the wound afterwards. It's like, you know, you're fine. It's like, so where's Nibbles Snarf? Oh, uh, he's uh, recovering from being the champ. Dun, dun, dun. Just out, just with some context, Dane, um, Nibbles is a pro wrestler, as you know, and yeah. he's now the heavyweight champ. Oh, shit. So. Congrats, Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. So, so there you Yay. go. There. Now it's not okay. an inside joke anymore. I understand now. <laughs> I have context. Wait, wait. Now, 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 this is a context is not only for Gaming Theater Present, but the whole Gaming Theater audience. Yay. Your Nibble Snarf is the champ. As of this podcast recording, is the I mean, champ. He's always been... May not be true later. He's always been the champ currently... of my heart, but... He's the champ of my heart. And I was like, he will, he will always be the champ of the hearts mm-hmm. of everyone out in Gaming Theaters Presents. The one time Brad Singh is a face. <laughs> Speaking of being champ, that's what the... It turns, uh, its last evolution is Mud Champ. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, rope it back in there, Leo. Yeah, Nibble Star. Nailed it. Freaking love that Pokemon. Uh-huh. It's got four arms. It could totally lift the thing. It's like, so I guess someone in Game Freak who took one look at Goro from Mortal Kombat and thought... Yo, what if we put a second set of shoulders and arms? It's like I made that. No, Mortal what, Kombat made wait, that. Wait, wait. No, which game came out first? Which game came out first? <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, definitely Mortal Kombat. What about something that's actually says I actually was been uh, looking up a whole bunch of research things and some. People have been actually saying, like, what if Girl Machamp did legit fight and looking up some of the most ridiculous data entrants, like... Death battle. One thing... Oh, yeah. They did oh, that. Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, and I love the fact that, like, no. If those guys went mono-mono, Machamp would kick the shit out of Goro. Well, that's because if they go mono-mono, Machamp has a whole lot more mono. No, Goro has four... Wait, I thought Goro had four arms. No, Goro does have four arms. But, no, here's the thing. But he actually checked, like, how strong they were and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, Goro can actually, like... I know, be able to crush like concrete dives, all stuff. Um, this dude, um, a champ can actually move a whole mountain per arm. Anytime you compare <laughs> Pokemon to anything else, it's obviously ridiculous because Magikarp can jump mountains. It yeah. can <laughs> jump literal mountains. Machamp should not be possible. <laughs> but it's like you know what? Sometimes, sometimes it's just looking at happen. Actually. Something like that did happen in the anime recently when they actually had a, like, a Magikarp jump off and the one, oh, I think it was Ash's new friend Go at the time, got this ridiculously huge Magikarp he's like, oh, and this dude's coming, like, this shadow's like, oh, you think that's a Magikarp? And he busts out a shiny, he's like, let me show you how a true Magikarp jumps. And he goes up. And it's like, okay, that's pretty impressive. Magikarp, pick up your fin weights. Like, your Magikarp had fin weights? Rock lead him. If he lost... <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Actually, this Magikarp sight out of there because it was disqualified because it jumped out of orbit. And then you see, like, a whole scene of just Magikarp's face and then the sun eclipsing away from the back of it all just, like, majestically just go in space. Corp. Now I'm just wondering how it would land. <laughs> like, does it land back in the water? Or does he, like, jump up oh. and then he just dies because he flops on the ground from jumping over a mountain? Magikarp ignores the velocity. I mean, with how durable Magikarps apparently are, just like, I remember with this Magikarp, it came back and just caused a crater of itself, like, Looney Tunes <laughs> style. And it's like, you know what? This Magikarp deserves to have the championship. Right. <laughs> yep. 
And it's like, what's the record? All right, how close to the moon can you get? That's the new record. Well, Machamp is obviously the champ because he even has a belt. Yeah. Kind of going back to Machamp, I had a friend once. uh, We were hanging out one day, and he was like, hey, Machamp's ripped like Jesus. I was like, "I, I don't. I don't know if I follow. What do you mean by that, friend? And he's like, well, you know, whenever you see Jesus, he's always like super cut, right? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's that's fair. You know, you always see Jesus being super ripped and super jacked. He's like, yeah, so Machamp is ripped like Jesus. And that's every time I see that Pokemon, that's all I can think about. <laughs> it's him being ripped like Jesus. Oh, I'll save your sins and I lift, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, I think you could also get a Volt Orb inside that rock cave, though. Um, doesn't look like it. I'm actually I believe going that's the power through. plant. Uh, the power plant. Yeah, Volt Orbs yeah, are okay. very high in power plant. Although, in the turns out in the Japanese version of Blue, it looks like, and I'm just going off celebrity off this. Uh, this is one of the first times you can actually come across a Ditto. Hmm. Just going new to the I don't recall that. But <clears throat> it's possible. Wait, it's you possible. can get a Ditto where? Well, in the rock cave. Uh, uh, but this one says it's only in the Japanese. Oh, no. yeah, and like I said, I, I'm mm-hmm. going to see this off of Cetabee.net. Sure, 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 sure. So, yeah, going through red, blue, that still gives the same Zubat, Geodudes, Machops, and Onyx. Yellow's got the Zubats, Geodudes, and Machops. F you, mm-hmm. Onyx. <laughs> okay. Nah. Yeah. Route 10? Um, yeah, we're, so we're on Route 10. The new dude coming up in Route 10 that's in mostly red and blue, and that's what we're basing this mostly off of, is Slowpoke. Yeah. Slowpoke. I always love Slowpoke's evolution. Is Slowpoke in Route it... 10? Yeah. Really? Hold up. I think so. I've seen Where? Magnemite and Voltorb. Hang on. What? Yeah. Which Route 10 Contra? are you? Yeah. I know I'm pulling that one up with the red and blue game too, but I'm not seeing that. So in Gen 1, he can be found on Route 10, Celadon City. Uh, you can catch him in the Safari Zone with a Super Rod. You can also oh, find him in Seafoam Islands. Via fishing, that's right. Right. Okay. Uh, okay, that's probably why. I was like, why is he just wandering around? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Although, fishing and look. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like though yeah, Voltorb's uh, not in Rock Hound, but they are in round ten though. Yeah. So you were right on that. So Magnemite's which... only available in yellow for the record. Yeah. In Route Ten. In Route Ten, yeah. Um so with that, I guess we'll start with uh with uh going back to um Voltorb because we already started with that one. So for Voltorb, they tell me it's based on and according to a lot of research, like it's probably a light an electrical type because it's based off of uh, ball lightning. And I think no, it's pr- if it was going to be any particular type, I think it would be called Dungeons and Dragons type because that's straight up a mimic. Oh, hey, it's a Pokemon. Nope, it's not a Pokeball. It's a mimic, and they're talking about mimics. Here we have D and Dane. I've literally never made that connection, which is funny because they actually have an even more aggressive mimic in the newer games. Literally has like a Pokeball for a tongue, and it's like a bear trap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh God! Yes. Oh my God. Does that make ho- that one is hilarious? Yeah. Does that make the Hone Edge line also a mimic because they're just swords? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd argue so. I, I argue huh. that. Uh, actually, no. Another Pokeball mimic is more of an evolutionary trait of uh, the Fungus and Amoongus mm-hmm. lines, where 
they got their colors to physically look like Pokeballs, but they're actually poisonous mushrooms. That's frightening. So yeah, yeah. So it's just like, oh, I'm going to go pick up this little Pokeball. And all of a sudden, spores of poison, just like, haha, fight me! And like, oh, you're a cute little guy. And now I can't see. Isn't some of the, like the chests that you can open do- uh, with are actually like really big? They just look like other Pokeballs on yeah. the field. That you find in, in the in the wild. Yeah. yeah. So items. Mm-hmm. Yeah, items. They're not actually like treasure chests. They're pokeballs. So yeah, you, it could it be a Voltorb? Mm-hmm. Could it be a Fungus? Or it could be an item. You never know. Oh yeah, and then especially it becomes some a uh, huge thing of BS when you get to the power plant, mm-hmm. and it's like, ha, huh, Voltorbs everywhere. These freaking pokeballs everywhere. And uh, actually, there, remember this whole theory that people had with Voltorbs. Where Simu thought that Voltor was actually a haunter that went into a Voltor, but then just like fully died, died, and just got stuck hmm. and possessed the Pokeball, and that's how Voltorps came to be. I've heard that theory. That's a weird have... game theory. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, no, no, that was that. and like and thank thank God for freaking Legends Arceus. It's like, well, that threw that like theory out the trash because turns out there's a whole ancient form of Voltorb that was actually. Also, a grass type as well, but that's that's for future podcast. Here's kind of an interesting question: What came mm-hmm. first, the electrode or the premier ball? I mean, I know canonically it was electrode, but because uh, electrode isn't it just white with red? No, well, no, no, an electrode is uh, bigger and inverted colors, so he's white on top. Yeah, well, Voltorb okay, yeah, gets bigger, right. rolls you're over, right. and becomes an electrode. That's true. <laughs> My bad. My bad. I'm misremembering. Yeah, Premier Ball. I think is just a, a white ball with the red stripe. It's white with You'll, a red band. Yeah. Red, red yeah, band. A Premier Ball is what happens when you buy ten Pokeballs. Mm-hmm. And then that's what's correct. its catch rate? I never used them because I thought they were really special. <laughs> I thought they were just a Pokeball um, with a different I, color palette. Do they have a better catch rate? Uh, hold on. Let me pull this up. I want to say no, they're just like regular Pokeballs you just get them for free, because it's like, ha, extra gift Pokeball. So I was storing Premier Balls for no reason, is what you're telling me. <laughs> but they have the word Premier on mm. that. It's like when you get the special edition of something, and the special edition isn't that much better than the regular edition. It's just a palette. Or any better. It's just a palette they swap. Do, it's just a different palette. They do extra things in Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Oh. Pokemon Go does some, it does some other stuff. Uh, has a catch rate modifier of one time. So yeah, it's just a Pokeball. <laughs> yep. If used on an Ultra Beast, the modifier is instead always set to zero point one times. Yep. So yes, Jay, you did save the premier balls for nothing. <laughs> uh, it's just an extra one that also has a different color. It's like uh, honestly, you should have just like you should have just like used them regardless and just like I don't know, maybe catch a Pokeball, maybe not. That's See, I still kept one mm-hmm. because it says premier. Does anyone else? use different Pokeball types to color coordinate with the Pokemon they catch? No. Or am I the only person who's a psychopath? So, I do it sometimes, but it's also like, depending on what ball is being used for a Pokemon. Sure. But because we also have like those same balls, like netballs, that give a higher rate for bug and water type. Oh, like True. It's appropriate, because it's a net. No, I I did do that. I did do that once we got into Gen 2, but at Gen 1, um... You oh, didn't yeah. really know what ball it was in. It <laughs> no. didn't matter. It was like, no. are you level 20? Okay, you're going in a great ball. Oh, oh are absolutely. you level 40 and above? You're getting in an ultra ball. 
I'm just saying though, Mike Yoger has to be in a great ball because it's blue. It just makes no. sense. <laughs> I, oh, I, God. I, just like, and just going through and seeing like more and more balls being introduced, just like isn't it like in Gen One, the only ones that were even available was just Pokey, Great, and that's Ultra. It. Masters and ball. then Safari. Yeah. Isn't it Safari ball? And oh, that's true. Balls. That's true. Safari balls. It's like the first original fuzz because. I think it's like a later gen starts introducing more and more types of balls that you can just use for stuff. Nuts. I know. Yeah. It, they went nuts. And then I and just nuts, was yeah. like, I, I give up. First, I got to throw a berry <laughs> at it. Now I got to woo it. Now I got to, like, take it out on a date before I can catch it. Like, what happened to just weakening it and then just tossing the ball? And then Pokemon goes like, forget that. You don't even need to weaken it. Just throw a ball at it. Just Excuse me? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> just take the ab- Abra approach and the, uh, the Ar- now the Arceus approach, right? Yeah, just huck it at it. Whatever. <laughs> what is it? If you put a spin on it, that's on you. Go ahead with that spin move. I was like, I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> and, like, and then keep throwing rocks, just like stay in the basket. Can do this all day. I bought a thousand of these pokeballs. I am in it to win it. And it's like, listen, man, we can do this the easy way, or we can do this the hard way. Your choice. And it's like, but you think I'm not gonna shoot pokeballs at you, like? Freaking Tommy Gun, you were out of your mind. <laughs> Give me that Zapdos! Uh, uh, yeet! 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 And let's see here. There's also, at this point, you could get a, 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 a Slowpoke, which is the slowest Pokemon, I think. Like, it's just super slow. Like, its speed isn't, like, super slow. I know it's based entirely off a Sloth. That That's its, its thing. And their tails are delicious. Don't eat slow poke tails. <laughs> Messed up. But they're so expensive, though. We here at, we here at Gaming <laughs> Theater present do not advocate for the eating of animal tails. Oh. So, uh, it turns out slow poke is actually not based off a mo- or isn't based off sloths at all. Huh. Uh, it turns out they're actually based off massive salamanders. And loosely look like hippopotamuses. Yes, I don't see I don't see hippopotamuses at all. Their yeah, their whole slowness is just from them being like mentally slow. That's mean. <laughs> that amnesia, though. It's it's literally their thing. It's like you know, no, that's such moves. Amnesia is like one of those such moves when first introduced. Yeah. It's like cool. This is a thing. They, and it's like they're kind of dumb. Game Freak knew, knew what they were doing with this dude. Did they though? Okay. Um. Yeah. Slowpoke's lowest base speed stat of all spi- psychic type Pokemon ever. Oh, it's a Which psychic why... type. Yeah. Yes. Water psychic. Huh. That's what I was saying earlier. All right. Also, it's why the uh, Professor Slowbro costume you can get in Pokemon Unite is hilarious to me. <laughs> I would take that. Um, and its evolution is the Shelter, right? Is when the Shelter eats. A... Would you call it an evolution or just a coincidence? You don't technically need Shelter to evolve it, which I think is really interesting. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, no, it's, it's it's just like a part of its lore, but it's not mm-hmm. like yeah. So it dips its tail in the water, and then Shelter bites it because the tail is so delicious, and then it evolves. Yeah. If humans eat them, they too will evolve. <laughs> Consume your slowpoke tails. But only the tip. You're good for with some hot sauce and a side of potatoes. Oh no! Yeah. So a slowpoke <laughs> yeah. tail, uh, shelter, 
as an appetizer. <laughs> Terrible. Seafood. Oh, God. But, We'd all be blasting off at the speed of light. And it's like, remember, kids, if someone gives you a slip of tail, say thank you, because those things are stupid expensive. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Is this a commentary on shark fin soup? Possibly. Probably. More than likely, honestly. Just like, like, I just thought of that. It's like, is it's this like, really, are they getting at that with this? Like, let's, let's, yes, it's just like, if, like, Weird Freak in Pokemon does not pull punches when it comes to, it's like, oh no, there's a dark reference and we are not going to hide that. I mean, there's a new version of Corsola that's actually just the ghost and corpse of all its different relatives because people keep overfishing in ways that keep destroying coral yep. reefs. And that's why it's always sad. So yes, uh, I think Slowbook would be a reference of just like, you know, shark fitting, it's bad. Very bad. It's like, stop eating their tails. Stop being delicious. Y'all are probably those people out there buying golden Magikarps, too. Gee. Actually, I've heard shark fin soup's kind of mediocre, so. Mm-hmm. It's one of those where just, like, the whole thing and why it's so expensive is just for the flux to say you've had it. It's a dumb flex. Oh, kind of like how people who kind of like how people who go out of their aid to eat pufferfish. It's like, no, it's not really, like, insanely much better, but it's just like, there's something special about, like, the adrenaline of, like, thinking you might die than not do it. Like, you know, I'd rather just have regular sushi at that I'd point. rather have something that actually tastes good. It's like, if it's good, cool, but it's like, if I gotta play roulette to eat it, they're just like, I'd, uh, I'll take the squid instead. Yeah, I've, I've actually heard the puffer fish is rather bland, so... Well, in that case, let's make our way down to Lavender Town. Ghosts! Mm-hmm. Spoopies! This is where you have a whole... And this is your introduction in Pokemon where just like, sometimes he faints, sometimes he dies. the beginning of my depression. And you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> oh. But you, there's no graveyards in in Pokemon, are there? Yeah, there is. There's a lot of headstones in the in the Pokemon um, it's like, cemetery. It's like, it's like every town usually has that one area that's just like, oh no, this is essentially the kind of huge gravesite for the Poke Palace around here. And I think this is the only spot, for the most part, where you can guarantee to get, you know... Ghost type? Ghost types. Yes. Mm-hmm. Super haunted types. Because we're... Uh, However, they cannot be seen or captured until you have the self-scope. Mm-hmm. True. Until you then... You gotta prove yourself as a paranormal investigator before getting ghost Pokemon. You can't just walk in there with a camera and be like, what's that? What is that? Oh, this place is haunted. Oh my god, I would love a Ghost Facers Pokemon special. Oh, dude, I'm I'm to be down for that. Sign me up. Ghost Facers. Yeah, I think when you looks like we're gonna try to come across a haunter. Let's see what's gonna happen. Oh no, we're oh fuck! What just ow? Why do you know so many punch moves? Yeah, so I think when you first come into Gavender Town, and you go into the um tower. You can't do much with with it because all you see are just ghosts. And so I think what you have to do is, I mean, you can do limited things in Lavender Town when you first encounter it. And then after you get the self-scope, that's when you just, you know, fly back, whatever, go back, and then you can catch all the ghosts. Kind of hang out, all about. Actually, isn't Lavender Town also the same place where you meet uh, Mr. Fuji? Or the the Pokemon fan club? Yeah, the name reader. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the name reader. Oh, but actually, let's talk about the name reader since we already brought him up. Hey, whatever you name this Pokemon sucks. 
I can change that for you. Like, listen, man, <laughs> listen. We saw the sometimes when you could think of a name, just like, hi, it was great at the moment. And then you lead to regret it. You're just like, maybe calling you Asphart wasn't such a good idea. Butts use Gust. I, there's one naming convention I put in for my Pokemon, is, which was any flying type I named after an, uh, after a set of planes. B-52, go! Yeah. Pretty rad. <laughs> That's pretty rad, actually. Rock Lobster! Wait, sorry. AC-130, it's your turn! Yeah. You don't have the kill streak to call that in yet. I have to wait until later, until I'm past a couple of other ones. But yeah, you can name, change your names there. And then once you get your hands on the Silphscope, you can actually start going back into that tower and capturing Pokemon. Or I like to randomly think of it as, you know, Scooby-Doo's Revenge. First they went in there, they scared me away, now I'm back for more. Yeah, so, uh, so Jay, what I was actually referring to was in the name reader. Uh, it was a Pokemon house where you meet Mr. Fuji, which uh, was that whole storyline on how essentially you try to get the Silphscope from Team Rocket. I almost feel like I have to go through this game because, like, you do not go through this in any, like, special order. Yeah, so the Lavender Volunteer Pokemon House, founded by Mr. Fuji in order to care for abandoned orphaned Pokemon. Many members of the organization live in the safe house looking after the abandoned Pokemon. Um, a newborn Cubone has been Mr. Fuji's biggest concern ever since the attack on the Pokemon Tower and the death of its mother in the hands of Team Rocket. Uh, after going through the tower and defeating Team Rocket, Mr. Fuji will give you a Pokey Flute in gratitude. Yeah, straight He's up murder. Straight Pokemon. murder to Pokemon. Straight murder. I remember, like, I, was it Pokemon Origins where they actually explored that story? Team Rocket, go hard. And you, and you had to help put its mom's soul to rest. Yep. That actually made me sad. Mm -hmm. Also, why do we have 10 year olds fighting organized mobs? They're very mature for the. Uh, just they're so very now. mature. Because the adults died in the Great Poke War. Pokemon. That's right. Because Destiny said so. I because, mean, because in Pokemon, you... I mean, look at Professor Oak. He's supposed to be old, but he looks like he's 50. So maybe they don't live very long in that in that universe. So maybe by 10, they have the maturity of like a 30-year-old. I don't know. Forced maturity. I mean... I mean, Some of these maybe. Pokemon are being carried around by a 10-year-old and have enough of firepower to level a small town, so... Oh, Pokemon, where violence solves everything. And the only thing I can use against that Pokemon is yet another Pokemon. Yeah. Violence is the answer sometimes. But you have organized violence because you have to play by the rules. There is no cheating around there in Pokemon. Maybe murder them. But we'll steal your Pokemon. That's not cheating, though. That's not cheating. It's in a bylaw somewhere. Unless you're using a game shark that lets you capture, you know, the Pokemon of people you're battling. <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing, I filled my Pokedex pretty fast. <laughs> so, but inside that tower, you can actually get your, uh, your hands on a couple of pretty, uh, this is where you can get cube. you can get Cubone in there, but, which, Cubone has a sad story. What's, tell them the story. Tell them the story right now. Do you need to know? Well, as you know, Cubone's mom has passed away. Yeah. And so Cubone is wearing the skull of his mother. Do you not wear the skull of your parents? Not lately. Oh. A form location's got it. Uh-huh. But that's because my head's too big. Uh. <laughs> and your mother is alive still. Y yes. That's why I don't do that. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it's but... kind of hard to wear her skull if it's, you know, still no. attached. I mean, with, that, yeah. with that attitude, yeah. Yeah. Um... Is she still using it? <laughs> if you're wondering, and it is at that moment when GTA Gaming Theater Podcast switches to a true crime podcast. You thought we were going to sub with talking about Cuba's mother? No, 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 no. Time to find some confessions. We may have crossed the line. Mild-mannered Geek Scorpio appeared to be a normal, everyday person, but he was harboring <laughs> a terrible secret. So, while I'm being, you know, suspect number one here, there's also other ghosts in that tower. Yeah. Like Hunter, my oh, boy! Oh, other dead you, things, got it. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, his sprite in the freaking Red and Blue games is just, oh, I've just always loved that so much. The inverted, like, purple and blackish color on it, because... We barely had colors, but we had enough shading to make it look cool. Yeah, and then Haunter, I think, actually also involves into Gengar. Once traded. Once traded. But if you didn't have friends, you didn't get one. I never got a Gengar for that reason. Same. Same. Which is, all, which, which is also what made me... Actually, that's what also made me love Haunter even more, because I was like, you know what, Haunter? I don't need friends, because I like you just the way you are. And then just like... Can't play with it, and that's how Haunters slowly start becoming my favorite Pokemon in Kanto. <laughs> I made my own friends, and by that I mean I traded with myself. <laughs> yep, that's... Eventually, I, um, a friend gave, upgraded to the Game Boy Advance, so he gave me his Game Boy Color plus his Trade Link mm. cable. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. And I already had blue and yellow at that point, so I was like, give me all the Pokemon. <laughs> now is the time. Now is the time. No, I don't, need the, I don't need the dumb printer. I just, I just need the Link cable. Machamps, Gengars, uh... And the air and Alakazams. Alakazams for everyone. Yes. <laughs> and by everyone, I mean me! <laughs> Finally! <laughs> but Haunter is supposed to look like a ghost. Like, you know, it has, it has floaty, floaty hands. hands. They aren't attached to his body for some reason, but it's like, that's kind of cool, though. Now what about Ghastly? No one talks about Ghastly. It's like, Gas- Ghastly's okay. Just kind of go around as a floaty head, like, hey man, how's it going? How y'all doing? You know, since we've gotten to the ghost Pokemon, I feel like it bears mentioning that, like, I find it really interesting that the opening cinematic is a Clefable versus a Gengar, because that's a terrible <laughs> matchup. Oh, yeah. No. Clefable would absolutely get his sh- the shit kicked out of it. Right? It's awful. Like, I- and this is the Pokemon, like, World Championship or whatever? Like, listen, how, how did you get this far? Hold up. That's that Clefable may knows quite some. If that Clefable knows one psychic move, that Cle- that Gengar is screwed. Okay, yeah. metronome. Let's go. It's like you know what, you know what, double yeah. double slap. <laughs> ah, yeah. That, that, and it's like that person probably has a army of Clefables and just the all known metronome. And it's like my power is dumb luck. I was gonna say. Metronome for the win, man. I do love Metronome for that. That we're like, oh is it going to be awesome or terrible? Let's find out together. Magnitude. Oh, my God. So, so actually, uh, when going through... Oh, my God. This is actually something one of my Poke YouTubers started doing. But it was actually starting like an entire team. It's literally a type of battling called a Metronome battle. We do two on two. And it's like, no, no. Metronome the entire way. And just made the odds be ever in your favor. And this one... BS move that happened. It's just, it caused, oh no, not only was it a self-destruct, and it's like, oh no, but it's like, hold up though, 
the Pokemon's partner on the other guy's side was a ghost type that had like five HP left, and that was enough to kill them, self-destruct their partner, the partner across, but not the last opponent and themselves because of one metronome. He committed suicide, took out his partner, and essentially forced his opponent to win. Oh wait, why would self-destruct <laughs> hit a ghost Pokemon? Well, not on its own terms. It wouldn't. That's the thing. It's like because he was. Because the ghost Pokemon surviving was the only reason he was able to win oh. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, um, actually going through the whole Lavender thing, there is a Poke theory that did happen. A little of a sadder one that involves Gary, since you run into him in the Poke Tower again. Mm-hmm. About how you murder his Raticate? Oh yeah, straight murder. And I'm even, I'm even <laughs> like going through the whole like, like the lines of how you find him. Just like okay, let's see, we got a Raticate there, going fine, going fine through here. And it's like we're oh team of five. Where are you, Raticate? Where'd you go? Uh, what's going on, buddy? And it's like, you know what? There may, uh, poor there may be a little little theory and truth behind this thing. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, poor Raticate. More like Ripicate, am I Actually, right? also another thing, depending on what you choose. So, remember how we talked about the starter choosing all that yada yada? And he always chooses one that's uh, weak against it. So that also determines the following team mm-hmm. that continues after. Because so he's always, because of course your opponent's always got to be about that, like that tight balance and stuff. So it looks like if he chooses an Ivy Story, he's going to be having a Gyarados and Growlithe. If he chooses Charmeleon, he'll get an Execute Gyarados. And if he has the Wartorb at this point, he'll be having the Growlithe and Execute. And execute. Ah, so he's going to have types I can't get my hands on right now. Jerk. Right, and it's just, and it's like no matter what you choose, he's always gonna have that fire, grass, water trio at some point. But it's just roulette, which is gonna fill the slot. Because he cheats. I'm glad his Raticate died. Yeah. <laughs> well, he replaces it with a Pidgeot anyway, so he still has that normal fly, normal type. Just may not be a rat. It's just a flying pigeon. Actually, from what it looks like, whatever the two elemental ones he has are probably the ones he chose Raticate with. So like Raticate died. So I'm going to choose two Pokemon that are way better. Because so I'm even going through, so it starts off with just like, you know, Starter, and then Pidgey, then Pidgey, Radita, Abra, and then like Pidgeotto, Radicate, Kadabra. Then it's like, F you, Radicate, we're going to bring out some Growlithe, Executes, and Gyaradoses now. See, I, little naive me just thought he put the Radicate in his PC. Didn't even come across my mind that his Radicate may have died. And it's like, you know, it's like, if you're such a smart trainer, why wouldn't you have a full team of six unless... Dun, dun, dun. I mean, we never see his parents, so we don't know why he's there. <laughs> Just throw that out. Are you implying his parents may be Pokemon? <laughs> I mean, no, I'm saying he's a Cubone, actually. It's like my... I think, my, Gar- I think Gary Oak is secretly a Cubone. It's like my, my father was a hamster and my mother was a Kangaskhan. And that's how that works out. Ghastly, on the other hand, is basically a Will-O-Wisp. That little one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think from Lavender Town, because that's the coolest stuff in Lavender Town, is the fact that they have all these ghosts. So, that place is totally haunted. Before we move forward, I think let's move back to the power plant real quick. Because I know you're not supposed to get it yet until you get the feet search, but that way we don't have to go backtracking to that power plant. <laughs> but, but you know what? We This is our map. We go by on Rose and welcome to the Thinnyburg. Give me thirty percent podcast where we uh, take our own routes and don't need gym badges to determine where we go. We did kind of uh, talk about Voltorb and uh, Electrode already. Oh yeah, so. but there's still that power plant has got a mess of problems. Okay, 
Not only are is all the running around, Pikachu's also running around too. You still have a Magneton and a Magnemite that we have not talked about yet. True. Mm-hmm. And magnetism. Magnets. And frankly, any they're just they're they're attracted to each other because they're a bunch of magnets. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that how that day came. like this power plant is super screwed. I'm just saying. I don't know if you know much about power plants, but there shouldn't be that much any living animals running around your power plant. But what if they're electric animals? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, even going through, like, there's only one line that is not electric in this entire thing, and that's uh, Grammar and Muck if you're playing Pokemon Yellow. Mm -hmm. And they're mostly toxic. They're the waste product. I mean, I mean, hold on. Let's, let's take this for example. When you go through the power plant, do you see any people working there? No, but you see the Pokemon. So what if the Pokemon are actually the ones running the power plant? Well, they do mention that uh, the uh, power plant's closed down because it's going crazy. Yeah. There's too many Pokemon in this power plant. You can't... It's a safety concern. You can't turn that back on. And it's like... I was imagine just like, so how do we actually power everything? Oh, there's actually just a giant uh, place we just hoard all the electric Pokemon and just let them discharge so no one gets hurt. And uh, on the same time, we also get Gable. We just stuck two giant Tesla coils and called it a day. This is also... Uh, where you can find Electabuzz if you have the red version. Yeah, yeah I was actually uh, I was going to mention that they have exclusive ones where red is, is Electabuzz and then blue slash green gives you Raichu. Which I think in that case, red got got the better of the two options. Oh, they absolutely yeah. did. And that's like, you're going to have this evolution of the Pokemon that you already have a 25% chance of seeing around, or you can have a, a basically a Thunder Tiger, dude. Thunder Tiger, ro pro wrestler looking dude. Not to be confused by that Juice and Thunder Liger wrestler. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's funny. Magnemite. So, like, I wonder if you could ever cheat out the evolution. Yeah, you don't have to be a high level. I'll just glue these other Magnemites together. I got a Magneton. And that's like, wait, wait, wait. wait. Are, are you sure this is actually a Magneton, or are we having a three-on-one? No, that's a Magneton. Magnemite. That's <clears throat> <laughs> like, this Magnemite's gonna Magnemelt if it starts saying the wrong shit again. And going farther and farther, we can't forget the final boss of the power plant. Zapdos. Zapdos. Yeah, yeah. Shoes in Spanish. Shoes in Spanish. <laughs> Go! Goldberg! <laughs> No, oh, I guess uh, that's only funny if you speak Spanish. Oh, it's hilarious if you speak Spanish. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, but uh, no, actually, in reality, uh, Zappos is actually a reference of the mytholo uh, mythological Thunderbird. Quetzalcoatl? Is it Quetzalcoatl? No, nah. no, 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 no. Uh, uh, no, Quetzalcoatl is a flying snake. Uh, a Thunderbird. Actually, I think it's more. Yeah, Thunderbird. A thunder. I think it's more of a. I want to say Native American type. Yes, yes, uh, Thunderbird is a legendary creature in certain North American indigenous uh, cultures. So, yeah, uh, so yeah, so Native Americans actually have a whole thing with just bur gigantic birds that just cause the thunders in the skies going through. And, well, I guess, uh, yeah, I gave took a look at that and thought, yo, what if we made that into a Pokemon with the spikiest frost trips, because we're in the 90s. Yeah. Hey, now I'm going to buy a T-Bird and get a vanity plate that says Zapdos and see if anybody gets the reference. Do it! <laughs> Freaking do it! Thunderbirds are go. Right.
make it yellow too, even though most T-Birds are like red. Yep. But this one's going to be yellow. <laughs> yeah, but if uh, people want to do some research on the mythological creature of the Thunderbird, Sapados. Sapados Espinturation. <laughs> it's like you got your Firebirds, and then you got your Thunderbirds. But we'll get the Firebirds later. No Icebirds, though. There's one. Wait. No, get out of here. What? What you got against Articuno? You know what? You know what? If there's ever an iceberg that comes up, we may or may not talk about it. So, you know, who knows if it'll come up. Just remember, there's a reason Uno is in its name. It's because it's number one. It's the only one. Ooh. Apparently, Dane does not enjoy Articuno for whatever reason. No, I just find it funny that we have the Thunderbird. We have Firebird. There's a Thunderbird car. There's a Firebird yeah. <laughs> car. But there's no Icebird. Oh, car. Yeah. There's a sunbird. So you would you would think Huh. Yeah, nope, no iceberg, but you would think there would be one cuz then you could say and advertise that it's mm. slick. Right. Well, you don't want your car to be slick cuz uh I've done a spin out on ice. It ain't fun. <laughs> I'll rephrase. It's not fun when you didn't intend to do it. If you intended to do it, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did that on the way to work once. That was uh very upsetting and also my uh, car got to drink most of my coffee. Oh my gosh. Was it iced coffee? No. Dang. That would have been hilariously <laughs> ironic. <laughs> opportunity. I ended up uh, facing the opposite direction on the in the opposite lane in the end. <laughs> but I was like, huh, well, maybe that's a sign I should uh, go home. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm going home. But yeah, so now we're going to pass Lavender Town. There's Route 8 and Route 12. This is a weird map system. I don't feel like there's that much difference in Route 8 or mm-hmm. Route 12. There's, I think, one more in Route 12. Oh, looks like we're, we're splitting off somewhere. Um, Route 12's got... I think so. Farfetch'd. That's Farfetch'd. Well, although, Farfetch'd... Okay, Farfetch'd... Let's talk about him real quick. Is one of my faves, and it's only available in Route 12 because it, in yellow, but... The reason why it's one of my faves is Farfetch'd is <laughs> what I like to, until like later Pokemon came out, when I was a kid and playing Red and Blue, my first thought was, okay, I've got a cool, uh, I've got a cool, uh, lightning rat. I got a pretty decent, you know, Charizard. That's a fire lizard. Farfetch'd is a, why is there a drunk duck with a rot with a sword? It's a leak. It's a leak. And so like for the longest time, I thought they're regular animals. And then there's there's Pokemon, which are special animals. And Farfetch'd is the middle ground of that. <laughs> because all Farfetch'd is is duck with a with a leak thinks it's a samurai. Let's go, buddy. He thinks he thinks he's a samurai. And then so like I kept him in my party for a while because I thought this is a duck with cojones to go up against, you know what? This uh this Voltorb that's gonna explode on him, but nope, got myself a leak. Gonna go to town on these guys. Uh, but yeah, if you are the red and blue variety though, you could also by means of a fishing rod, um, still get yourself a tentacool. Except tentacles when they evolve don't get get really mean. Dude, he is though. There's those guys who peaked in high school. They go from being cool to cruel. Goes to your head, man. We're not, you said we're around twelve, right? Yeah, but that was because that one twelve has slightly more Pokemon. Mm. No. This is also the time where you come across one of your first uh, big roadblocks. Big being the operative word. How big's the roadblock? 
Huh, this Roblox is so big, he's literally stopping you from going to two other cities. Yay! Snorlax. <laughs> the Moto Moto of Gen 1, and at the time when it came out, the largest and heaviest Pokemon. Snorlax is just... I think there's actually a mythology to a Snorlax-type creature. Oh? I, it's why you need the flute to move it. Uh, no. No mythology on it. Uh, apparently, and uh, this sounds mean, Snorlax is entirely... Appearance is based upon a programmer from Game Freak. <laughs> I don't think that's uh, very flattering. No, no, it's not. But what if it was his idea? In which case, that man is a legend. Yeah. And it's like, what was just like, hey man, it's like, it's one of like, the most stacked dude at Game Freak by the name of Koji Nishino. It's just like, what if we just made the most sturdiest Pokemon out of you? He's like, that sounds awesome. Yep. And then the Snorlax comes out and like, you know what, you know what? Snorlax may get a lot of crap for just being the Pokemon that sleeps and eats all the time, but God, that thing is a tank. Oh, good lord. Snorlax carried my team through the rest of the game. That's like, yeah, I, I don't sometimes use a mess on a Snorlax. It's like, listen, dude, you're probably going to be like one of the best Pokemon I'm going to be coming across. But also, you're about to kick the shit out of me, and I really want you. Uh, Snorlax is a super cool creature that does the, the super cool th uh, things. Because he's so big, he'll just take and tank everything. But yeah, apparently based upon, originally, um, the uh, pro the programmer Koji Nishino. Who, if you ever see a picture of this guy, looks kind of like a Snorlax. Wonder if he likes snaps. I hope so. Shit, maybe. I mean, he's a game designer, so I figured he, at some point he's going to be like, man, after Snorlax, I just want to like, pass out. I'm, I'm just going to take a nap here, call it a day. It's like, let, let's be honest, at some point we have all felt like a Snorlax. It's like, he's on something. Zombie Ivan even has a plushy Snorlax, and it's comfortable. Is it full size? No. Oh, I, I wish. You know how big you'd need? So big. Snorlax is big enough to hold back an entire uh, road. Hold on, hold on. Now I need to look up, like, what is Snorlax's actual size? That's a pretty narrow little dirt road, dude. <laughs> that That's true. Hold up, how wide is Snorlax? Apparently the stat says he only stands at about 6'11". It's like, that's not too big, but he's also half a ton. Yeah, the your density and weight does not necessarily equate to your size. Oh, yeah. It's more than fast. freaking, oh, God, freaking, I think I remember, uh, Whale Lord is, like, the hugest Pokemon, but doesn't even weigh a 1,000 pounds, and it's like... You're just you're just an underwater blimp. You're just an underwater blimp, aren't you? Literally a float whale. <laughs> well, Lord's my boy. All right. So from here, from Route Twelve, let's backtrack and go through Route Eight. And go through out Route Eight. A couple of new dudes that we can bump into is uh, if you've got a Growlithe. It looks like is a new guy in Route Eight. Yay! But that's only if you have red. But that's only if you have red. If you have blue or green, you also have pinks. Vulpix is super cute, though. I want more Vulpix in my life, because Vulpix is a... I always wonder if uh, Vulpix is... Because Vulpix will eventually evolve into Ninetales, and that's totally a Kitsune, a Ninetailed Fox. Mm-hmm. It is yep. pretty on the nose with that guy. Um, But as it evolves, it get, as it grows older, it gets more tails. Mm-hmm. Because right now, it only has six. Oh, actually, it looks like a... Looks like is also where you can, if you have blue or green, there's also where you can get uh, Meowth as well. The Lucky Cat. Yep, that's why Meowth is, yeah, Meowth's based on the Lucky Cat, which is why Meowth has a coin stuck to its head. Yep, and it looks like the other exclusive one from the other end, just Mankey, Ekans, and Growlithe. I do like that 
Meowth, when it evolves, becomes more of a cat into Persian. Mm-hmm. It's just basically a cat. It's like a cat that evolves into a cat. Who knew? Oh, actually, uh, looking down, it looks like in Pokemon Yellow. From the from what I'm seeing here, uh, it's also where not only you get Abra but also Cadabras as well. Mm-hmm. This is where you normally get your psychic types, but you can get um, you can get Abra way way earlier if you want to. Huh, but if you don't feel like dealing with a throwing a Pokeball and having disappear, fight a Cadabra. Maybe you can weaken enough of it, like stay in the ball. And also, a great time for you to get a Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. And it's like, how about a normal second Pokemon? How about a normal second Pokemon that makes you pass out? So with this, the reason why I bring this up is so that way we can make our way down to Saffron City. Take me down to that Saffron City where there's a fighting type gen. And if I lose, I'm not going to come out pretty. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, God, no. So, so okay, the fighting dojo in Saffron. There's something I found out about it, which... Apparently, it was only found out in the manga. But it turns out Saffron City used to have two gyms. But in the manga, it turns out uh, there were some gym leaders that used to be a part of Team Rocket. And it's like, it was worse. God, apparently the Pokemon manga gets super dark. Was, I think it was Koga, Sabrina, and Blaine all used to be like former Team Rocket members. And then Sabrina did a whole thing with the, uh, the gym leader, former gym leader of the fighting dojo there. We're just like, you know what? You and I are going to go against each other, and if I win, you will revoke your entire gym status. And she did it. And just like, I'm the one true gym of this whole city. Now, um, this is also where you get to uh, have your choice and pick of um, of one of two different fighting-type Pokemon, Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee. And they're based specifically around Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee, respectively. Well, their names are. They're actual... Um core inspiration in Japan are off of two to- totally different characters, totally different people. That's actually about it on those two. Yeah, just their English translated names are based on them. Everything else is based on, I think one of them is like a Taijutsu master or something in Japan. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all the details. I just remembered name was the only recognition. Because, and that's uh, also an important thing when you're looking up at some of the Pokemon names on different countries, because they would sometimes do different references depending on where they're at. So, of course, when it came to, like, so let's take him on Lee, for example. It's like, okay, if it comes to America easily, we can base it off Bruce Lee. But his Japanese name is actually uh, Suwamular. And it's like, well, that doesn't sound like Bruce Lee at all. Actually, looks like uh, the German and French name have it as Kickley. Kickley. Kickley for for German and French. Yeah, actually, uh, let me try pulling up what Hitmonchan's Japanese name is. Hitmonchan's Japanese name is Ebiwalar. Ebiwalar, yeah, and it's a Japanese boxer with the same name. Awesome. So <laughs> their whole things are based off actual Japanese fighters, and come to America, it's like let's base it off like fighters over here now. But they also do it with other ones. Um, the French name for um, uh, for Hitmon uh, Hitmonchan is um, Tygon. It's based off of uh, Mike Tyson. Oh, oh! Actually, I love his German name. Is Nock Chan? Mm-hmm. It's not the only game that bases like Mike Tyson is a person who's who shows up who shows up in reference in multiple games, not include not including Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Is he in that one, Deep uh, Scorpio? I, I don't know. Mike Tyson's Punch Out? Uh, a bit. Yeah, really yeah. More is he towards part the of end. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Um, gotcha. But he was the inspiration for the final boss on that, Mike Tyson. Um, but also when they and as a like aside for it, he, um, Mike Tyson had his, uh punch in the in the ring to just knock people out left and right, and his punches are super powerful, especially when Mike Tyson's punch out the game came came out. So. Because of that, um, it's one of the reasons why they the game developers made it so Mike Tyson would take you out in one hit. You were lucky if you managed to take one mm-hmm. hit in that game. Um, but also, Fallout 2 has Mike Tyson in it. Um, oh, there's three other games, and I just now spaced which one has them. But yeah, Mike Tyson gets around. Mm-hmm. Actually, I still love how nowadays for Mike Tyson, there's even like a whole like mystery show that involves like a talking pigeon, a ghost, and his stepdaughter. So, what we're saying is that we just passed up Mike Tyson's mystery team about two towns back. It's like you know when Mike Tyson shines around, just like shit's about to go down. Um, I will watch somebody get punched out by Mike Tyson. I will personally not want to deal with Mike Tyson being fought to fight Mike Tyson because that sounds like it'll hurt. Oh yeah, but. I think I think a lot of people want to get punched by Mike Tyson just for the flex of saying I got punched by Mike Tyson. That's not a flex. That's a standard issue operating procedure. No, no, I put them in the same category as the guys who actually go to Steve nowadays and ask him to kick him in the nads. But even Steve was just like, no, no, no. If you want me to do it, like it's got to be something unique, creative. I'm not just gonna do it anymore. Just like, dude, even Steve is getting kind of tired of this. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently now, apparently even now, he says like his uh, most favorite one was someone went upside down and says, "I want you to also be upside down and do an axe kick." Ouch! It's that like, hurts. but they got the Steve approval. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Shit!" I was like, "I gotta do that out of just sheer respect that you was your idea." Mm-hmm. All right, so before we end up with this, let's go over to finish this off in Vermillion. Oh, we're gonna talk about the gym and stuff. Oh, yeah. I forgot there's a gym in Saffron. That's the psychic gym, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, it's the one that's actually a gym, because turns out the fighting one isn't a gym. It's just called the uh, fighting dojo. And it's just a gutla match of fighting trainers until you go against the final boss. It's not. It's gym adjacent, all things considered. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't get a badge, you get a friend. Because much like actual gym gyms, what really happens after you're in a huge amount of pain is that you get that one huge bro that comes by, it's like, Great job, King. <laughs> and then you get friends for life. Friends for life. One day you'll know each other's names. So I don't know if they did it on purpose. Uh, but I know Sabrina is the name off of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So I that's what I always associated with. Oh, yeah. It looks like Not... that's the English version, but I can't find anything else for some of the other ones. I mean, okay, let me... Check this out. Because I think it's like, even even without Sabrina and Teenage Witch, the name Sabrina is actually like super associated with like occult psychic stuff, regardless, kind of like Salem and stuff like that. Yep. It is. But yeah, this is where you can also get the TM004. Which team is that one? TM04 is the TM. I think that's cut? No. No. HMs. That's HMs or that one. Oh, TM40, it's TM46. I said TM4. Yeah, uh, so TM46 is Psywave. That's the one. Yep. Because Psychic, Psywave, get actually, it? Actually, did, 
Did we talk about the TM gifts you get from the other gym leaders as well? Uh, no, we just sort of skipped over it. But um, the one, the big thing on this one is that naming convention wise, um, in the French name that they called her, um, Morgana for Morgan Lefebvre. Okay, so it looks like they're going for more of a regional thing when it comes to Brina, because yeah. let me see, because I found her Japanese name. It's uh, Natsume. But they they've got no. I got nothing for that one. So this is just like what, what Dave was talking about earlier. It's like you have these other ones. Brock sounds like rock. Misty's mist, and then you have Sabrina. Yep. And at the end, Erica. And that's what I was saying. Like no matter how far of a stretch of do, every sort of name is a pun in one place or another. Yeah. So. Or it's uh, only a pun regionally, apparently, in some cases. It's like you know, each of them have regional puns, and it's like that's okay. We will we will find these puns, all right? But because apparently these guys also these guys just like puns all around. It's like the the more it's like the more you look into like different names in different countries, it's like you're really just trying to find every reference you can to just get this whole thing together. All right. Well, I think that that's enough recording time for right now. We'll call this here at part of the part two, and we'll move on to part three next time. So we're pushing save on Saffron City. Mm -hmm. Save on Saffron City, and then when after that we'll be moving on south, whether we want to or not. I don't know where we go over here. No, wait. It's like south, we could also yeah. go east. Could also go east. And make our way to Vermilion City, where we can also board the SSN. Because I think like after Cerulean City, it's not really much around there anymore. Yeah. Because above Cerulean, uh, or not Cerulean, uh, Vermilion. It's Cerulean. No, so Saffron, you go south to Vermilion, or you can go uh, west to uh, Celadon. Okay. All right. All right, so I'm going to cause that here, and we'll call it, make it up next step. Yeah. Yeah. Gaming Theater Podcast is hosted, created, produced, and edited by Leo Garcia, the Geek Scorpio. Our music is A Drinking Game, stock media provided by Stormwave Audio slash Pond5. Our cover art is by Adam Parker. You can find him at ParkerGFX on Twitter. If you want to send us some financial support to help with producing things for Gaming Theater, you can do so at Patreon.com slash Gaming Theater Presents. It helps us out. Want to send support that doesn't hit your wallet? Please leave a review with wherever you hear your podcasts and share our podcast with your friends. It really helps out. Thank you for listening.